Uh, I don't even want to hear you say it. Go ahead and say it. God rest I, pl- I played when Chuck played. God already know. Get Chuck good friend? Chuck was a dog. He did. On the wall. Look, he got his man on his back. He not on his side, he on his back. He tackled you? That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> I friend on the sideline. Nah. I know who didn't tackle me. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, that go my guy right here, the young boy right there. <laughs> Devonta right there. Oh, yeah. He a, he a young dog. He going to be on this wall one day. Yeah. He going to yeah. be on this wall one day. Them yeah. boys can play. Nah, yeah, they, got some legacy. they got some legacy up here, bro. Have your banner on the wall. You got to be legendary. You know, up here in uh, Philly, man, I didn't know how legendary they was. Look, you got B-Dog, Chuck McNary, Reggie White. Dog. D-Mac, Donovan McNabb, yeah. Devonta Smith. Yeah. Who else we got? Javon Curse was here, Lito Shepard, my Gator boy. Man, all them Gators, bro. That's where it's at, man. Nah, we here, man. We blessed to be a part of this. It's Philly training camp. I don't know why last dog is. RC? RC gonna come popping out of these bushes out the wild. You know he got 19,000 jobs. Training camp tour have you everywhere. I'm trying to figure out how everybody gets to the places earlier. I can't even open the freaking gate. How people get to the places earlier than me. Look who it is. Hey, hey, the boy from Africa. Oh, what up, my guys? <laughs> hey, y'all boys up, beat bro? me here. You know what it is, man. Yeah. I've been having trouble getting to work on time. Yeah. But the good thing is, we're doing a boot boy. So when you got Devontae Smith, oh. you ain't. I yeah. forgot. You already know. Louisiana, Fred. We got to deal with this uh, shit. You already know. Six. Six. <laughs> Let's Six. Hit it. And he legendary from a meet. <laughs> we going to fire you next time, bro. They only had no ballers from Atlanta, no way. I got a meet. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> My man. Hey, oh, hey. <laughs> Boots finest. Another fellow bootlegger. You there you right, go. Right. He got, he got, first he, off, no, but he got out of Louisiana. First off, he hit it. Hey, you better you better ask Tay about the bootleggers stuff. What's that? Seven oh seventeen. The bootleggers. Yeah. Yeah, man. They had something like that. But can you please not make him feel any better about himself than he already does? <laughs> it, it ain't. It, it, you, his swag is is non-negotiable. <laughs> Chad, Chad, you gotta think now. We didn't have Tay. We didn't have Jarvis. We didn't have OBJ. Mm-hmm. Stingley. Yeah, bro. Stars. Everywhere. Don't act like ain't no football in Atlanta. Ain't no football in... Boy, Bell Glade? Okay. We produce. Brown that lake now? Listen, y'all got some ballers. We got ballers, too. Why can we all just be happy? Because we're better than everybody. Jesus Christ. Like, that's the, like that, like, that's the thing. <laughs> like, I, I, I agree with you. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who put me in a, in a, in a love suit. <laughs> Like, I'm a fat dude on this track. <laughs> you old, old people Man. need more space. Hold up. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pin in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. Uh, on the mission, get me up. Uh, knowing me, I got the key. Uh, on this vision, I can trust. Uh, trust. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pin in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. Uh, on the mission, get me up. Uh, knowing me, I got the key. Man, Devontae, man, welcome, bro. Uh, Appreciate it. So excited to have you on the show. Freddie T, Chan, you know, they already know, man. Anytime I get another another Louisiana guy, boot boy, that's like the best days on the show for me. It, it was hard, though, uh, watching you in 2018, second and 26. Tua Lord drops back at their 16-yard sack. You wide open. You catch the touchdown that introduces you 
to the world. We obviously know you as, you know, three from a meet, but that was the catch that everybody said, okay, this kid could be something in a wide receiver room that was stacked. Take me through a little bit of that freshman year where you really didn't get a ton of opportunities that brought you to that play to seal the national championship for the Crimson Tides. Uh, it was always, you know, be ready when your number called. You know, uh, opportunities were limited, so you had to make the most of them. So, you know, just being out there with those guys, and um, that's something that Coach Locks had always preached to us. You know, I'm going to throw you guys in there. You know, I don't have no control over when you get the ball, but when it comes to you, just be ready. So that was the main thing, just making sure I always stay ready. You know, you stay ready, you realize uh, you're wide open, but, and you know, you make the big catch. But throughout that year, bro, you chose to go to Alabama. You could have gone anywhere in the country. You're going to a school with guys like Calvin Ridley. You know guys like Ruggs and Judy. Eventually, Jalen Waddle uh, ends up committing there as well. You've always been in this stacked wide receiver room. How did that sort of family, brotherhood, and competitiveness help make you a better player? I think about the best out of all of us. Um, you know, everybody was different in, like, the things that they did. But you see those guys, you see what they do, and then you're like, okay, that's something I want to put in my toolbox. Like, everybody had their own way of route running, their own way of getting open, their own way of, you know, making things happen with the ball. So it was just kind of like, bro, you see these guys and like everybody's excited for each other. And it's just like, I want to be able to do that. I want to put that in my game. So you just worked on it. You talked to those guys and everybody just helped each other out. Them big risks. You look at Randy Moss. God made him to be a baller. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you look at Megatron. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you yeah. look at that and then you start reading about yourself. It's almost like you willed yourself to be great. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you worked and like everybody talks about your mentality of like you got knocked out in some game, you were spitting up blood and you screaming, yeah, let's go. This that type of game. Where did that mentality come from? And did you ever think about that where your body, the Slim Reaper, your body wasn't <laughs> made to be on the Randy yeah. Moss level, but bro, you breaking records, you putting up numbers like a Moss, like a Megatron, like them big boys. So like my house right here, it's a fence, it's a basketball court, a park. So, you know, I'm inside, I hear the ball dribbling, I go out there, concrete, old heads out there. You go to the rim, you catching bowls, you hitting the concrete, like that's just kind of where it came from. And just always going out there with them, you know, being the youngest one out there, it was like, oh, you ain't finna play? Like, nah, I'm finna play. It's my down, ain't nobody finna take my down, <laughs> I'm gonna play. Even now, man, like, there's somebody else that was out there with you, but they ain't become six. You know what I'm saying? They ain't become... Yeah. The, the, the feared receiver that you are, and everybody always questions your size, but I read about it. You were like, the hell with my size. I'm going to go out here and dog everybody. 6'2 Coney in front of me. Good luck. Like, but what that mind frame for these young boys coming out, because I've heard, I've heard you say, the young dudes, man, just keep balling, keep grinding. Where does that mind frame come from? Um, I think it's just kind of, you know, the people I grew up around. Being from a meet, you know, small town, that's just kind of how it is in my town. Like, Everybody was like that. Everybody was hungry. You know, you had a lot of people that had a lot of opportunities to do what I did. They just chose the wrong path and things like that. So it was kind of instilled in me, you know, in my community and things like that. So your, your Joker tattoo right here, you, you're, you're quiet, laid back. Everybody I talked to try to get some information. They say, man, he's so confident, but he's quiet. You know, he's soft-spoken. He, he's going to get out there on game day. He's going to show up, much like Joker. He pop out when he pop out, but when he pop out, you know what it's about. Why the Joker tattoo? So I'm, I'm a big Joker fan. So like Joker, that's like, 
that's my guy. Like, I love Joker. Like, my gaming setup is all Joker stuff. Like, I've always been into the Joker and Batman and things like that. So that was just part of it. That was just something that I always grew up, you know, watching it. Do you channel that Joker energy on game day when you get ready to attack those guys? Uh, nah, not really. I kind of be laid low, you know. Don't start nothing, won't be nothing. That's kind of <laughs> how I look at it. <laughs> I love that, man. You know, being from a meet and me having an understanding of just exactly what you're saying. Right. It's not a it's not a place where there is a ton of money that comes through. There's not a ton of businesses that try to use a meet as a location to build up. And so it does take people like you. It does take people that work their ways from people like places like Lutcher and yeah. a meet to go back into the community and show that we can make it. During your Heisman speech, you say, you know, I'm not the biggest. If you're not the biggest, if you're not the strongest, just keep pushing keep working, that there's no job too small. When you say no job too small, is that what's helped you get through the adversities, get through the doubters, get through all of the people that said you couldn't become what you have? Uh, yeah, definitely. And the no job too small, I mean, it's simple. Like you out there on the field, like I said, opportunities were lit, uh, um, limited. But as I got out there and playing, like the simple thing is like a force block cracking and things like that. Like we took pride in that in the receiver room at Alabama. Like that's something that we did, especially us young guys coming in knowing that the ball's gonna go to Calvin. We know that. Calvin really, that's where the ball <laughs> going. So we get in there, they say to come in the box, we gotta go see him, gotta go see what he about. So that was our thing, just going in there, forcing them to put us on the field some way. Yeah, and and it's funny you talk about I didn't know how to say it. I was gonna say a mite. It's a meat. A meat. A meat, Louisiana, forty five hundred <laughs> people. Four square miles that I read. Bro, that's the size of a pet store. <laughs> Bro, <that's, laughs> you know everybody there. But then to go to win the Heisman, then to go to be a top 10 pick and all that, what were the struggles from a kid, undersized kid from a meet, and now the world pretty much knew you? What, what was that transition? What was that struggle? You know, me, all I kind of knew was a meet. So, you know, getting out, going to, like, Alabama and things like that, like, it wasn't necessarily tough because I was always to myself. So I just sit in my dorm all day, play the game and things like that. But, you know, I wasn't, I've opened up more. You know, I struggled a lot with, you know, being comfortable around people, talking to people and things like that. Like, people say I always gave this, like, leave me alone attitude. It was just kind of like, this who I am. I, I've never, like, been outside of a meet like that. Like, that's what I knew. Everybody that was there, like, our parents grew up together. So, like, everybody always knew each other. Like, I can go from one house to the next and, like, have no problem. Like, that's how it was around there. Everybody knew everybody. Did that, did that contribute to something else I read? You ain't go but the two parties in college? Yeah. <laughs> Tuscaloosa ain't like that. We've been bro, to Tuscaloosa. Bro, Tuscaloosa is RC, not like that, bro. You're an All-American. You getting three tubs in the first half of a national championship game. You can't slide to a party and, and enjoy the ambiance of being the Heisman damn trophy winner? Nah, man, that that was that was never my vibe, you know. Uh, the two I went to, I went to one after the natty, just because, you know, water now. Just, <laughs> man, come on, you gotta come out, man. So I just went out and then the other time, I think it was after the natty my freshman year. And it was just like, there was only two times. Big, like, stuff like that, that was the only reason. But other than that, nah. Ain't you're, no a, you're a small town dude, though. And speaking of the natty, at, at, if you are a young wide receiver, especially at the point you're playing in the national championship, only play the first half, go for 215 um, against Ohio State, Devontae Adams tweeted, like, if you're going to misspell my name, 
I want you to spell it that way because dude could go. For a young baller playing your position at that moment, what's that feeling like of being like, man, I'm doing something that he does so well in a way that he makes the joke that if you're going to misspell my name, that's the way to spell it. It meant a lot to me because that's the receiver I watched. I mean, him, Keenan Allen, like those are the guys I watched. So seeing him tweet that, it was just kind of like, okay, I'm heading in the right direction. I'm doing the right things for him to say that. Bama's had a history of a long list of great running backs and defenders, defensive players. Now it seems they have a history of amazing receivers. Uh, I saw something on social media that said Bama was wide receiver university. And I almost tried to argue that because Ohio State, they also produce a lot of amazing players. Uh, but with yourself, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, you mentioned Kelvin Ridley, Jalen Waddle, all these guys. Where do you stack up in that group? I mean, I'm always put Julio first. Like, that's pioneer. Like, that's number one for sure. Can't do nothing about that. And then I probably go on Red. I think just coming in, watching Red do the things he did, it was just like, he amazing. Like, unguardable. Like, I don't care who they put over there. They knew where the ball was going. Wasn't nobody stopping it. And it was just like, it was so amazing to me just watching him run routes. And then I put myself, mm. I put myself after that. Right. I believe that God, things happen for a reason. All things happen for a reason. You had an opportunity to forego your senior season. You could have, probably could have went as high as Jerry and uh, Ruggs and after your junior year. But you came back for your senior year. And so many things happened. In the midst of the world being shut down, you got the Heisman Trophy in 2020, all the different Best Receivers Awards, the SEC Player of the Year, which I think is better than the AP Player of the Year because of the dogs that come out of the SEC. Do you ever look back, or did you consider leaving after or during your junior year, or were you gonna always come back your senior year? Um, I mean, the plan from the jump, I told mom, I mean, before I think about going to Lee, I'm gonna get my degree. So I still didn't finish that yet. But I mean, it was tough, you know, you got people pulling you this this way and that away about leaving. And, um, you know, I, I had faith in myself that I was gonna, you know, like you said, be drafted with those guys up there where they was at. But, you know, it was just keeping my promise to her coming back, doing that. And then um, once COVID hit, you know, it was rough. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, the doubt of going out there, not knowing if you was going to play or not, doing all this training and things like that. But, I mean, outside of that, it was nothing else to do, play the game and train. And, and win the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know, you had a ton of success, and it's been so cool to just talk about some of the names that you played with at Alabama. It's not great for me, being an LSU guy, but just so much respect for all of those men. And... I actually read something about you that it said you were the greatest college wide receiver of all time. So that would means that you were the best in any of those rooms. But I want to talk about one of those players, specifically Henry Ruggs, who you were extremely close to. And it came to mind when you mentioned a promise you made to your mother and how big you are on family, how big you are on brotherhood. He's obviously going through a very trying time in his life now and you chose to miss a practice to support him. Tell me a little bit about why it was so important for you to be there for Henry Ruggs during this time when you could be more focused on yourself. Since day one, stepping foot on campus, like that was my brother. Like we um, we wasn't roommates the, the first year, but he was a guy that kind of got me out of my shell. You know, anytime I was just sitting in the room, he was the only person that really, you know, just came over and just 
came in the room and just chilled with me and things like that. And that relationship just kind of grew. After that, we were roommates. And like, it just always stuck with me. His family coming over, my family coming over. We all getting to know each other and things like that. And it was just, you know, every day that was the person that I was with. That's the guy that I was talking to. That's the person that I trusted the most. Like I said, I had I had trust issues, you know, talking to people. But he was the guy that, you know, I always talked to. And every, anytime something was going on, he was the person I was talking to. And he just made me feel like... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I was family with his family and everything like that. You know, I went down to Montgomery with him a couple of times and things like that. And it was just always feeling like family. So since then, it just always stuck with me. And, you know, that's going to forever be my brother. So no matter what, going to always have his back, even through anything that's going on. And then from 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 rug situation, like, did you learn anything? Seeing what he went through, seeing that you know, I'm just saying a bad night, bad decisions. But then now you're supporting your brother. What did you learn from your brother? Um, like one one split second decision, like anything can happen, bad things. And then also, you know, who's with you and who's not through mm-hmm. tough times, like. Who's gonna be there no matter what's going on? You know, at the end of the day, you're still family. Everybody know, you know, bad decisions happen. But at the end of the day, that's still family. You're not gonna just turn your back on because of something like that. Have you have you gotten over the 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 Super Bowl loss? Oh yeah, I'm over there. It is what it is. Are you overstepping out of bounds? It is what it is. <laughs> you know, for for you, and you talk about getting to that Super Bowl, uh, one, the the Eagles traded with the Dallas Cowboys. Now, teams don't make moves within the division yeah, definitely. very often. Uh, so the Eagles had to go on, call down to Jerry. Hey, Jerry, look, we're trying to get move up from 12 to 10. Uh, and you're picked here in the first year. Obviously, Jalen's uh, getting his footing as the starting quarterback, and, and you guys are working together, reunited. Then you go out and get A.J. Brown. The lasting memory I have of you is me breaking down the tape for the Super Bowl of what you do to people on the backside of empty sets, right? Mm. And that matchup in the slot, it was just a place where you found a way to excel. Speak a little bit, not necessarily on the run to the Super Bowl, but how you were able to make that jump to 95 catches, 1,100 yards, uh, seven tubs last year, as opposed to your first year trying to get acclimated in the game. Um, I think it was overall, you know, one, another year in the offense, and then overall understanding of the game. You know, I feel like my freshman, my freshman year, <laughs> my rookie year, it was just kind of like, I'm getting to learn the offense. You know, you got your wrinkles every week that you're doing things like this. So it was just trying to make sure I was staying on top of the playbook and stuff. And I was just going out there thinking too much instead of just going out there and play. Year two going in there, I got the playbook down. I ain't got to worry about this play. You call a play. I know what it is. They play a certain coverage. I know where the ball is supposed to go and everything. I'm good. Now I'm just going out there playing. I'm just picking a DB apart before the play even starts. So, you know, understanding leverages and things like that. If they're playing this coverage, what they're trying to protect and things like that. So just doing stuff like that just made it a whole lot easier on me. How has uh, A.J. Brown, the addition of A.J. Brown, how has that helped contribute to, you know, your development as a pro? Um, It helped a lot, you know, especially him being a bigger guy, um, you know, hand fighting and things like that. 
when he's running go balls and things, things that helps him get separation, um, you know, a different aspect of the game that, that I'm not used to um, and things like that. So not always having to be finesse every now and then, throwing a little shove in there and things like that, just switch it up. Bruh, do, do you think I'm a bad motherfucker? <laughs> like you just so he modest just said, and no, quiet. He said it just now. Like, you ain't listen to picking the DB apart. That, that's what I yeah, that's, cool. that's he what said. Got it. me thinking like you talk, you talk like I'm a bad motherfucker, but I don't think you'll say it. Like, but nobody out there want to see you. Like, yeah, I, I, as a receiver, but most receivers yeah. are cocky, confident. Like I'm the baddest thing on the earth. You don't, you don't want to say it, but you feel it a little bit. I can tell. Yeah, I believe, I believe in that. I believe in that definitely. <laughs> why, why, why you why you why you walk on the line of modest, knowing that nobody want to line up in front of you? Cause I just I don't see no need. In that. That's way that's waste energy, man. All that talking and stuff that's just wasting energy. People go out there doing all that bucking and stuff like that. Like, man, that's wasting a lot of energy, man. You in too many. You doing all this talking and stuff like that. Nah, I'm a chill. But hey. if you, but if you start picking with me, then you'll kind of get me out of there. He's so he's so Louisiana though. <laughs> when we say bucking. Like, hey, you know, I know what he want to say. We fired up now. Talk about Bucky. Hey, listen, I know what he want to say. Uh, my childhood best friend, Train Drew, uh, Redell Anthony. Yeah. When Redell came out of high school to go to college, he was, you guys are about the same body makeup, the whole thing. And just like him, he said, you cur you're a cursing motherfucker. That, instead of bucking, you wanted to say something else. <laughs> so he got it in him. Yeah. Reese said he definitely has it in him. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, stories, and you can tell me if this story is true or not. One, Jimmy Smith says hello. Jimmy, he loves you. Like I, I have never heard him talk about anybody in all of his years of being a bootlegger, uh, like the way he talked about you. Yeah, that's my guy. Uh, yeah, he said a team called Warzone came down. And uh, they, his name was Stanford Samuel. Yeah. And they were they they soon as they got there, they was all put together from Florida. They started bucking with you early. And he said first, like one of the first snaps, they busted your nose. Yeah. And you ran to the sideline, kind of what Chan was talking about early. Ran to the sideline and you put tissue in your nose and played uh, the rest of the game and went crazy. What is it in you, man? Like in those type of situations, because people go look at you, especially then they're gonna be like, he's slim, he quiet. Let's try them. When you get in no sort of situation, what's the feeling you have that says, nah, I'm finna go out here and eat? Um, that's just that, you know, I ain't never shying away from nothing. I ain't gonna never run from nothing, things like that. And I think it's just kind of like how my mom and pops just raised me. Like, my mom, I remember me and my guy brother, we got into a fight. I tried to run inside. She was like, nah, go back out there and finish what you started. So it was just things like that. Like, I ain't gonna never back down from nobody. I ain't gonna never run from nothing. Like, I'm here. You quit football in high school when you broke your collarbone. Just explain that story. I, I read something, but I want to hear it from the horse's mouth. So everybody in my family played basketball. Everybody, me and my grandfather was the only two that played football, and my younger brother and I. So, you know, I love hooping. That's what I grew up on. That's me, like, to, still to this day, if I had to choose one, I'm going to choose basketball. So got out there, walked through. I'm just jogging, fell, landed on my shoulder, broke my collarbone. And uh, I just told him straight up, like, I quit. My mom and pops didn't want me to play football at that point. They weren't really bought into it then. They was like, we still want you to play basketball. So they was with me. So I was like, I quit. I ain't coming back. So Coach Foster, who my cousin, him and my pops, stay right by each other. Right. So every time I go, my pops stay with him. Every day, he came knocking on the door. Homeboy, homeboy, come on, it's time to go to practice. And I ain't have no choice. Like, pops used to make me, like, go. So I just used to end up going back to football and I just got back into it. But 
I definitely had quit and said I wasn't coming back, definitely. <laughs> as talented as you are, how you tripping a walkthrough and break your collarbone? I don't know. I don't know how it happened, man. <laughs> Running, looking up for the ball, and just fell. <laughs> hey, you know, you get reunited with Jalen here, and maybe you had so many great moments. Your first great moment in college football and at Alabama was maybe at his lowest, which because of the way he handled the situation became one of the moments everybody points to that says he could have ended up where he is now. Getting an opportunity to see him go through what he went through in the national championship, having to transfer to Oklahoma to finish his career, and to watch him become one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. What's that feeling like for you to see one of your homeboys do that? Uh, I mean, it's amazing, man. You know, part of the reason I went to Alabama was because of Jalen. Every time I went to visit, he was the guy I was with, him and Calvin. And, you know, I just always got that vibe that he was always about business. You know, you go other places, guys want to, you know, go out to party and things like that. That ain't me. I don't want to do that. Every time I went with him, it was watching film, football, talking, things like that, just chilling in the room and stuff. And then, you know, him being from Houston, being a country boy, we eat the same food and stuff, balling and stuff like that. Like, the connection was always there. So just seeing him go through that and then the way he handled it and things he's doing now, you know, I'm very proud um, to a guy that, you know, I kind of looked up to when I was coming into college with his work ethic and things like that, the way he handled the thing and just seeing how it paid off. And like, you know, the younger generation, they can see that, like the things that he did, how he worked, how he didn't run away from it and things like that. He just always trusted the process. And speaking about another one of your former teammates, Tua, were you, were you concerned when, you know, the concussions were happening to him? Were you concerned that that might be something that could be career ending? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, football is a violent sport, dangerous game. So, you know, any second it can happen. Um, and, you know, it's tough when you see guys that you've played with that you definitely you came in with, same in the cl same recruitment class in college and things like that. And just going through that, you know, it's tough because you always want to see those guys go out there and do the things that they've been doing their whole life. Right. You speak like a person that's much older than you are. And it's probably why you only went to two parties at Tuscaloosa. But you're about to embark on the most important job, important journey, important relationship of your life. You're gonna be a father. And, you know, I saw the post with you and your girl Maya, and you're gonna have an opportunity to raise a kid, right? And, and, and be a part of that person's life for the entirety of yours. How excited are you about that? I just wanted to go ahead and happen, you know? I'm ready, <laughs> I'm ready for it, ready, um, you know, just seeing guys like AJ, him and his daughter and things like that and how she acts with him, uh, you know, she's a daddy girl. So, you know, just seeing my little girl being the same way and things like that, just being able to, you know, cherish the moments with her and definitely, um, you know, at times now playing and things like that, her being able to, you know, watch me play this, my career and things like that. You, you, gonna, you gonna take her back to the woods? Cause Oh yeah, your word is country, country. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She Chasing got... hogs, <laughs> yeah. all that stuff. You can, bro. You can't take a. You got too much money to take a back to nah, get chased man. by a hog. Nah, man. She gotta come get some of that country lifestyle, man. Got to, <laughs> got to. Is there anything else that makes you light up like that? Because when you mentioned just the the joy that came to your face when you just visualize being a dad and 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 having her be a daddy's girl, is there anything else in the world that makes you light up like that? Um. I'd probably say being at home, I'm, my mom, my brother, 
Um, you know, we, I'm big on family. Um, you know, my mom, that's, that's my everything. Her and my pops and my younger brother, like, that's my circle, that's my everything. Um, being with her, knowing um, they did everything they could, you know, to get me here where I am now. And, you know, the way that they raised me, I enjoyed it. It was tough. Uh, you know, they was tough on me and things like that. But, you know, I picture myself raising my kids the same way because, mm. I mean, it got me here. It got me doing the right things and stuff like that. So I enjoyed every second of it. Some things I didn't like, but I mean, ultimately it was it was for what's the best. best. And your, your younger brother, Christian, yeah. he's Christian, he's a linebacker and running back. He get all the weight. You you grew up eating oysters because a, a mite, right? A mite? Yeah. A, meat. That, a meat. A meat. A meat. You wasn't eating no meat. But <laughs> a meat, that's an oyster uh, industry, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he took all of the weight. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he did. He uh, he, he short, stocky. Uh, uh, he he weighed more than me now, probably. Yeah, definitely. I hear he's a player. Yeah. Yeah. So Bama, LSU, Florida, the Gators. We need some work. We need some help. I mean, y'all got to come down there and get him, man. I mean, that's, that's what you want. You want... Uh, to me, he kind of old school. You know, he'll he a crash dummy, as we call him. I don't mind. Yeah, he he's he's a real crash dummy. Like you put him out there, see ball, go get ball. Got it. Got All it. Right. I'm it. glad. I'm glad we had this discussion about picking schools, though. I've been waiting on this. I was like, I'm gonna let him get comfortable first, bro. So I I respect it. You know, sometimes when Nick Saban comes to a meet and tells you he wants you to play for him. It's hard to say no. And they got jail in there. But you make the decision to not just drive right up the street. Your mom and them could see you all the time. Right up the street. We was just waiting with open arms. Come on. Come on here. But you, you, you go to Bama, bro. And for some reason, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, did you eat differently for the last two LSU games? Did you, did you practice a different way? Did Stingley do you something? Did Stingley try to steal one of your girls in high school? <laughs> bro, you used to go crazy against us. What was that about? All right, so my freshman year, I didn't play much. Like, so really, really no action. Sophomore year, I tore my hamstring the week before, so I didn't get to go into Death Valley and play. So junior year was like, okay, this is my first time actually getting to play. I'm like, I've been waiting for this. You know, I'm all hyping things like that. And, you know, I was just ready, like, I did not want to be stopped. That's just how it was. But going into there, my senior year, going into Death Valley, and like my family, I had probably 50 people there, all sitting in one, one section in the end zone. And then it was just like, this is what I've been waiting for. Like to play in this stadium, this moment, this my chance here, everybody here, I got to cut up. Tell me about the one-hander in the corner, on the, uh, the post corner though. I really didn't think I was gonna get the ball because I knew they was gonna bracket me and things like that. But you know, with Mac, Mac always trusted me. He used to always tell me, man, one, two people, nine times out of 10, I'm probably still gonna throw it to you. <laughs> so, you know, just being able to just go up there and make a play, um, you know, it was just kind of in the, in the moment thing. Like you see it, like you can kind of vision it as, as it's happening. Like you got a chance to make a play on this ball that's gonna make it. I've had young players on teams, uh, my, when I got, I think it was year seven and year nine, we went to the Super Bowl in, in Pittsburgh. And everybody there that was young was like, man, we're going to go to the Super Bowl every year because that's what it feels like. When you have this early success, you know you still have young players on your team that are really good. You're like, oh, we're going to be back next year. We're going to be back the year after that. But that's not the way it happens, yeah. right? You got to go out every year and prove that you belong. 
after making the run that you guys did last year, falling short, I mean, which is no, there's no shame in that when Patrick Mahomes is on the other side. How do you feel about this year's team and your chances to get back to those heights? Uh, I think we have a pretty good chance, but it just comes down to us going out there executing and things like that. Like stuff we did last year, it don't matter. We got a um, new OC, same offense though, but you know, everybody have different tendencies. So, you know, just going out there um, early on, seeing what the tendencies are, is getting familiar with it, and then just getting back familiar with each other. You know, we have new backs. You know, you got to kind of adapt um, how we're going to use the backs and things like that. How, what are we going to do in the pass game? Are we going to run more vertical things? Are we going to run more um, in breaking routes and things like that? So you kind of, training camp is kind of just putting the wrinkles out there. But once you get to week one and throughout the season, that's when you really see like what the tendencies are. So, you know, getting familiar with the tendencies. And with that, you guys, you guys sent eight guys to the Pro Bowl last year. And we can look at your numbers and say, you should have been the ninth. What is it going to take for you guys to have enough balls to get to you and AJ to, you know, allow you to make that your first Pro Bowl? I really think it just comes down to, you know, making the most of the opportunities again. Because I had some some things that I left out there that would have resulted in, you know, another two or three touchdowns and things like that, more catches, more yards. So, you know, just making the most of all the opportunities. Right. You have any hobbies? <laughs> but you just football, 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 Steam 7, and all that shit. Like, do you, do, like, do you, like you said, I know you love your family. And you just hear, like, hearing about you, it's always a tight circle, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know what I'm saying, you let people in, but... What do you like hobbies and shit? Like to enjoy yourself, man. You can't play football every day, all day. Hooping. When I that's when, it. When I go home, I'm going home to hoop. Hoop and eat. You don't like air conditioning. <laughs> play the game. That's about it. <laughs> sit inside. Sit inside. Play the game. Go play basketball. That's about it. What game you play? Call of Duty. You no know Madden. Nah, I don't play Madden, man. Madden got too much fake stuff going on. Hold on. Well, but Madden got some real stuff going yeah. on right now. We we in Madden, Madden this year. Madden 24 Superstar mode. You can I, catch, I might have to try, try you it out. I, I can't tell you the last time I played Madden. <laughs> but, but, bro, you called your brother old school because he's a banger. You're old school in the fact that, like, back in the day, when Fred played, you know, back with, you know, Y.A. Tittle, Tittle and them boys. Yeah. But, like, it was just football, football, football. Nowadays, bro, we talk to a lot of players. These dudes got fashion lines. These dudes got studios. These dudes got all kind of stuff. There's nothing like you were literally playing football or playing basketball all day long. Yeah. Oh, inside playing the game. That's pretty much it. I'm glad you brought this up, though. Now, I love suits, right? They make He makes fun of me a lot because I like to dress. But his buttons, I, his buttons on the side. The shit, double, it's a double breast. He don't know. He don't, he don't, he don't know. know. You know what I'm saying? The shit wrap all the way around and yeah, buckle on the ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now Devontae, bro, like, I am not built, let's say, model-esque, right? I'm, I don't know what happened at the bottom of me, man. Just... But you he tall. built like a woman in a little body. <laughs> <laughs> got two drumsticks right here. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, you tall, long arms, dog. Uh, I know Brian. You know, uh, he a new that do your gear. You don't really have hobbies, but you come to the game clean. Sometimes you got the brim on. You got the joints with the belts, everything. Do you really, how much do you care about the way you step out of the car on game day. Because oh, you don't I, care about nothing else it seems but ball, but that, you stay clean. Oh yeah, definitely. I care, you know, the way you look says a lot. So, you know, I got to come out there sharp. Like, 
and me and B, we be going back and forth. Like if it's a, a centimeter off, I know like, hey, B, it's a little too wide, man. We got to <laughs> slim this up. So like, that's how I am about that, man. You know, that's something I take pride in, how I dress on game days. That's something that was kind of, we did in high school. You always did shirt and a tie on Fridays. So then when I went to college, you had to wear a suit and it just kind of was always with me. And then it was like, okay, you know, I got a little change in my pocket now. We can make stuff look a whole lot better. I'm glad you said that. Money ain't changed you at all. Oh, nah. Bro, money changed people. You ain't cooking. Because I, I, read, I read you talking about you cooking. I, I'm a big man. Real men cook. I'm a country dude, too. We cook. We barbecue. Yeah. We can boil all that stuff. They ain't give me no money like yours. They ain't give me but 700000 up front. Ten. I he, went motherfucking crazy. He took a crazy. pay cut to come here. <laughs> <laughs> he, took, he took the pay cut when he got drafted. <laughs> oh, that was that. that cheddar. Oh, yeah. But, but well, money got to change. I don't care where you from. I don't care what you do. I don't care how country you are. I don't care where you live. Money got to do something to you. Nah. Nothing at all. You still getting a sedan at the rental car place or you getting the SUV? I'm a, I'm a Uber. I'm a Uber. I'm not even going to rent. I'm just going to Uber everywhere. <laughs> really? Yeah. You got to go to a meet to really, really know what that's like. Bro, I'd have bought a meet if I was to tell you. I'd have bought a meet. A <laughs> meet can't be but a 1.5. <laughs> <laughs> he get the whole, he get the the whole thing. Yeah. Like Monopoly. Devontae, like, Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> Colonized the whole thing. <laughs> Bro, when it's, this is a different place from whether it's a meet, Tuscaloosa, right? The Philadelphia fans are a different level of fans. I remember being, uh, I've been to both Super Bowls that they've been in recently, uh, but when they went to the first one, Dreams and Nightmares played in the stadium at the Super Bowl. I was like, is this a Philadelphia Eagles home game? And it's still the same thing when you guys play at home. What has the reception been like here by the fans for this team and for you personally? Uh, I kind of seen it as like, you doing what you're supposed to do, they're going to love you. You ain't doing what you're supposed to do, they're going to let you know. <laughs> so, you know, just come out here and just do your job. That's all, you know. Everybody that's a Philly fan, nine times out of ten, they from Philly. Like, there's no Philly fans from nowhere else. They live, breathe Philadelphia. From the Flies to the Sixers to us, like, that's all they know is Philadelphia. So they take pride in it. And I, I can understand them, you know, being hard on some players and things like that. Because at the end of the day, all they want you to do is just go out there and win for the city. Is, is Because you don't go anywhere, you're always home. Is there a favorite restaurant or a place you like to order from on Uber Eats? <laughs> nah, I, I got a um, hibachi place around the corner from where I stay, so I go over there. During the season, I go every Friday. Bro, you might be the simplest dude we've ever sat Love with. Love it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, straight up. So, there's no way, right, that a kid from a meet walks on campus and goes, when he walks on campus and he's in the room with the Calvin Ridleys and all of these great wide receivers, he says, you know what, I'm gonna be the one to catch the game-winning touchdown in the college football playoff natty. That's going I'm, I'm going to be that guy they throw it to. But you were. There's no way when you make that decision and you look around that room, and it's, it's the, the famous picture, it's you, Judy, Waddle, Henry, walking onto the field. And everybody's always like, these dudes were in the same wide receiver room. It's hard to think to yourself, man, by the time we all leave here, 
my statistics, my accolades, who I end up being will be greater than everybody in this room. Even if you don't have those plans, that's what you accomplished. What are your goals for yourself as an NFL player? Because because of who you were at a meet, because of who you were at Alabama, there are expectations now. That's why you get drafted in the top 10. What do you want to have accomplished when you walk off the field? Howie, Nick, did they look at me? When they see me, they was like, I want this guy here for a very long time. I don't want him nowhere else. Um, they believed in me. They took a chance on me. And I always want to, you know, give them everything that they expected. So just going out there, doing the things that I, that I need to do to always have them satisfied and to always want me here. When your baby gets here and, you know, it's time for you to to, it's the nighttime and your old lady getting up and it's during the season and you got to wake up and help, man. When you think about those moments, how, is there anything else in this world that you think is better than that? Nah, I don't think it ever will be. I always say, why he got to wake up? <laughs> why he got to wake up? Because it's his baby. I know it's his baby and I did that with my first two babies. And the third one, I looked at my wife and I'm like, <laughs> you can feed the baby. I ain't got no breast, Tay. I can't feed the baby. <laughs> now we both exhausted in the morning. You know what I'm saying, Tate? You, you don't got to wake up. I'm sorry. Man. I'm sorry, RC. I'm sorry. No, I, I think the only good thing about that is I don't need a lot of sleep. I get four hours of sleep, I'm good. All I need is four hours. If I sleep if I sleep a full eight hours, I ain't going to be worth nothing the next day. Well, this, this, this year going to be a little different. You might need a bit more than four hours of sleep when you guys knuckle up against the Cowboys. Last year, y'all was able to... Throw away from Diggs. Now they got Gilmore down there. Who do you who do you pick and choose to to throw at or not throw at when that matchup comes? Whatever Brian call, we gonna roll with it. <laughs> it is what it is. Simple. Like, right to it. Right it's to it. It's good. Hey, it's good on good. For you, we know you're young, so this might be a difficult question for you to answer. We always ask about the biggest pivot. And it's that moment in life, whether it's on the field or off the field that impacted you in such a way you feel like it's a part of the foundational being of what's made you who you are. For you, what has been your biggest pivot thus far in your young life? I don't think I truly understood, like when they say people look up to you and things like that, until I see my little brother start wearing number three. Wow. When he started wearing number three, it kind of hit me like, okay, it like it's really hit me now, like he really looks up to me. And then he always hated when people called him Tay little brother. He always tell him, nah, my name Christian. So I was like him looking up to me and things like that, but wanting to be his own man, like that stood out to me and made me realize like I gotta always be on my toes doing the right thing because he's always watching me. Man, I don't know uh, what what everybody else thinks about you or what they they feel about you here. I know at the crib, man, there isn't a person with a negative thing to say about you. Everybody looks at who you are as an athlete, so fondly, but more so who you are as a person. And just from this short time, getting an opportunity to sit with you, man, they are 100% correct, bro. As a, as a fellow boot boy, man, I wish you the best. So proud of all your success. And man, just keep representing yourself, your family, and all of us, bro, in the way you do, bro. Very grateful. Appreciate it. My man, thank Appreciate you, dog. It. Shoot, and he ended up talking more than yeah. I thought. <laughs> Appreciate you, dog. Yes, sir. Yeah, he was good. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hey, also too, man. If you ever want to hit them streets, man, call me. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's the last person to call. Hey. <laughs>
<laughs> Jimmy said one of your arms longer than the other one, though. Uh, I think it's left. The left, left one? Yeah, left That's one. <laughs> so, hey, so how you do the suits? <laughs> they, if they looking that hard, they they really want to, you know, just just look like anybody gonna notice. It. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that the reason? Ja, ja got like, one one arm and one hand bigger than the other, and one arm. So why does he is he stronger to the left? Still Remember up. he was talking. Okay. Still up. So the left is your side too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you got the one hand at LSU with the right though. Yeah. But. Yeah. Hey. Enjoy the time. If I'm playing basketball or something, mm. I'm always going left. Really? Yeah, I'm always going to the left. Scout report. You know what? Money should stop that. Like you talk about what money should stop. Money should stop you from hooping, dog. <laughs> unless you unless you all outside shots. Nah, man. It, it just depends. It just depends. It just depends. But nah, ain't nothing gonna stop hey, you. Hey, <laughs> you heard what he said earlier though? He gonna hey. do exactly what he wants to you do. You heard what he said earlier though. That? And that's like real life. And you, you, you didn't really hoop. He's like, if I got downs, this is my down. They try to get you. You get up there, you oh, like, yeah. hey, I'm down. Like, I'm next. I'm up. Man, them boys beat and play. The game tight. Nah, we gonna run it back. Nah, Hell nah, nah. We ain't fighting. Nah, we ain't. <laughs> ain't yeah. no running it back. Nah, we ain't doing that one. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, we had sleep. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Reed told me to tell you what's good. Sure. He said, keep talking shit. For sure, for sure. Mm -hmm. That's, he all, said he that's all he wanna do. Yeah, that's, nah, all, that's, that's what all he, he wanna all do. Day. Man, listen, from the as soon as he wake up till he go to sleep, all fucking Working day. out every day, you'll be out there five hours. Yeah, the film, the film said it. Show ain't need him. Nah, got you. I used to be mad to hell at him. <laughs> oh, man, because, you know, staying with my guy. You know what I'm saying? Did you see why I didn't bring up the Gators at all in that conversation? <laughs> he went for, no, nah, he had this a, nigga went crazy. Bro, because he had a stretch. <laughs> he had like, he had 180 against Florida. <laughs> no, then he had like 200 against Mississippi State. Yeah. He hit us for 230. Oh, it wasn't even close. But we appreciate you, man. We're going to let you go, talk, man. I'm going to take a buddy. I'll shoot you, I'm gonna shoot you. I'll shoot you all the stuff appreciate over, too. Man, appreciate you, bro. Man, appreciate you, bro. Hold up. Limitless. Biggest to me, cow pinning it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On this vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Biggest to me, cow pinning it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up.